0: Hello, and welcome to You Just Got Homeschooled. I'm RJ, and today I want to talk about kind of an incident that I had the other day with my 10-year-old. So um, you know that I have, well, I hope you know, maybe if you've been listening for a while, you know that I have five kids at home. And the oldest is 10, and the youngest is one month old. And we've been homeschooling now for, what is this, going on our fourth year. This is our fourth year homeschooling, and the first time with two kids, um, cause my 10 year old and then I have a five year old who's in kindergarten and, um, my kids have kind of been, there's a song that they heard somewhere and I forgot what the tune was or even what it said, but my, my three year old's been repeating it and it kind of has this, the second line and it has a negative, um, like it speaks negatively about school and my, my kindergartner changed the line to say that he loves school and my 10-year-old kind of rolled her eyes. And I guess I get it to some degree, but but it just kind of typified. And then the conversation that came after it expressed this, like, uh, school is so much work and it's so boring. And it said I'd rather, you know, do whatever it is that I want to do, which in her case is oftentimes veg in front of screens. And so it made me think about screens. Now, I grew up in a home um, that didn't – I mean, we had a TV. We had a TV, one TV. And um, we were not allowed to watch TV before school. And so that meant that we only were really allowed to watch TV between like after we got home from school and had finished our homework and dinner time and then sometimes a little bit after dinner time. Um, And seeing as my family was not like a sports family or anything like that, we didn't spend any time watching TV collectively really. Um, And then we didn't like watch shows together all that often. Or if we did, it was like a single like half hour sitcom-y type thing, family sitcom, something like family matters or full house or, you know, something to that in that realm. And then so, and then we weren't allowed to watch TV before church on Sunday mornings. And so that really only left like any significant amount of TV watching more than make maybe an hour, hour and a half a day total. Um, On Saturday mornings. And even then there was parameters on what we could watch. There were certain cartoons we could not watch and other ones that we could. And then habitually throughout the many summers of my youth, my mom would cancel any form of cable we had during the summer and kick us outside until like lunchtime. So unless we had to go to the bathroom, we had to stay outside between like eight, nine o'clock and noon at the very least. And so we spent a lot of time outside and, and, and I appreciated that. My wife, on the other hand, grew up in a household where she woke up in the morning and her mom was watching um, Good Morning America every day. They spent a lot of time in front of the TV. They ate a lot of food, like the dinners and stuff in front of the TV. And um, even to this day, like there is a kitchen table, but it's very rarely used. They still primarily eat in front of the TV, even if. Their TV is not on, they're still eating in the same space that they would watch TV. And I think about my kids now and the fact that not only is there the TV, we only have one TV in our house, there is the TV in the house, um, which we don't have cable, we have uh, a a, a fire, Kindle, or Amazon Fire, and we have access to like Netflix and stuff like that, and Amazon Prime. And which is great for certain things, but then also YouTube and things like that. And then we have multiple devices that can stream content in one way, shape, form or another. And so my daughter in particular, as a 10-year-old, she will bounce between screen to screen to screen. And even when she's doing things that are not necessarily screen related, like she'll work on, you know, she'll play with her dolls or she'll um, make things. She oftentimes wants to have a show on in the background. And that concerns me a little bit, like as a parent, and I don't know about you, but the attitude that I experienced with her, you know, like, oh, school, you know, rolling her eyes. I like to say, I can, you know, I can audibly, I can hear her roll her eyes, that type of thing. I can audibly hear her roll her eyes, um, even though obviously that's not true. But but that's how dramatic it is in this preteen, you know, like, oh, school. And I'm like, I don't like that. I don't want, I want my 10-year-old to have the same reaction to learning as my five-year-old does, where it's like, yes, we get to learn. And I'm not sure how to do that, to be honest. I mean, I love technology because of the access it provides. I love that I can have my kids watch a documentary. I love that there are multiple avenues. They can can play games that teach them how to count, or they can um, learn coding through games on their computers. I love that they can learn about a wide variety of things through YouTube videos and they can learn how to do stuff. My daughter does watch YouTube videos to learn how to do things, like make doll furniture and stuff like that. But at the same time, it concerns me because I think some of the attitude at least, not just with my 10-year-old, but with my five-year-old and my three-year-old, is dependent upon or is... um, Influenced by what they watch on TV, and I see that because some of the par- some of the behaviors I see are things and, and words they use are parroted from what they watch on TV or on YouTube or wherever else, and we try to monitor that you know keep make it appropriate stuff but you know it 's hard, especially since we both work at home, which means we both need time to work to cut out or to not use the TV or devices as babysitters instead to to engage them and Um, it's hard to set up certain systems or to go through all of the content beforehand so that we know that this is okay and that is not okay. And so um, I'm still trying to figure out what that looks like, but I wanted to share kind of the struggle with you because I know that I'm not the only one. There are many of you that struggle with what your kids watch if they watch anything or how how to manage or how to control what it is. I would love to be able to like, you know, open up YouTube for them, but only allow them to use certain videos or even certain channels to some degree to access certain kinds of things. I'd love to be able to pick and choose. I think there are, I think you can kind of do that with like Sling now, um, where you can like choose which cable channels you want. Because if it were me, I would, you know, I would be like, you can watch TV, but you're going to have History Channel, Discovery Channel, um, Nat Geo, you know those kind of things, and we're not going to have Nick, Nick Junior, um, Disney Channel, you know MTV, any of those things, and but that's not the world we live in, unfortunately. Or at least I haven't been able to figure out how to monitor that well. Um, and and it's just a struggle, and I and I'm trying to figure that out, and so my wife and I were talking um, recently about this and like, how do we cut back on screen time, not just for them, but for us? Um, the the pointless scrolling. Um, if you use your phone like we do, you probably find yourself scrolling from periodically through stuff that's not really necessity and you're not looking for anything and it's not really in, enriching your life. Um, it's just kind of a waste of time. And how do we manage that? And I'm not sure that I have any solutions other than, the ones that we already kind of know, the, the ways we can engage ourselves or discipline ourselves, the idea of like, we're going to set aside time to answer emails, or we're going to give ourselves 10 minutes, you know, as a reward, we get to scroll through whatever we want to scroll through, um, or the discipline of not picking up your phone every time it beeps or clicks or, you know, buzzes, um, but how do we instill that in kids that that's their norm, right? They're, they're used to a world that has more stimulation in a sense from the outside world, that there's more engagement there, but it's also becoming increasingly an echo chamber where the algorithms will feed you one type of thing over and over and over and over again and not allow you out as often as you like. And I think we need to be intentional about the, the, the content and also the, the quantity of entertainment, um, and, and screen time our kids have because it does influence them. And, you know, the stats will show you that our kids are getting fatter on average. Um, they're less healthy. They're more slothful. They're less engaged. The scores on standardized tests, whether you believe in them or not, are going down. And it's not just because the schools suck. It's because the kids don't do anything. There's a strong leak scientifically between the health of your body and the health of your brain. And so, one of the best things you can do to help you focus and help you learn, actually, as demonstrated in like, um, I learned a lot of this from the, the Coursera course, Learning How to Learn, which I have mentioned before in earlier podcasts, um, that some of the best things you can do to help your brain focus is to go exercise. That body-mind link is pretty, pretty good or pretty well demonstrated that we need to exercise our bodies in order to help our brains focus. And it helps us to integrate information better as well. And so like yesterday, um, we're up at my in-law's house. And so we're in a different part of the state, in a slightly different environment. And so I took my my five-year-old on a walk. And the entire purpose of the walk was twofold. One, to get us out and moving. And then two, um, just point out stuff that I could see you know, opportunities to teach. And um, we went and, and looked at horses. And we saw a salamander. And we, you know, he was able to pick up and play with some millipedes. Um, And we looked at birds and different trees and plants and explained how acorns work and what they are and how they help support things and, you know, how water flows downhill and we, you know, that kind of stuff. And it was a great learning experience for him because he wanted to. And on reflecting on that, I, I think about my daughter and the fact that she's not really in that place. She doesn't want to go out. She doesn't want to go hiking. She doesn't want to go outside and do things unless it's already in the realm of what she wants to do and she's predetermined to do. And so I'm I'm struggling to try to figure out how what that looks like. How do we pull? How do we kill, pull kids back into a reality that is not um, based on an artificial world that's inside of a screen? Not that those are always bad. But that oftentimes they they take precedent over um, really what is healthy for kids to do, which is to be out in the environment, to engage in their world, to do things with their hands and with their bodies and with their brains, rather than just sit back and consume passively and i think that's it 's the passivity in that that bothers me there 's just a passivity in watching a screen for entertainment purposes. And I, I'm guilty of this because I love learning. And so I will just sit there at YouTube sometimes for, you know, an hour or more and just kind of consume various videos. Most of them have some sort of educational quality to them, but also some of them are just entertainment and kind of balancing that entertainment and quality. So, um, be encouraged that if if you're struggling in your family with this, or you're struggling with this yourself. You know, be encouraged that you're not alone. Um, that I think is something that we all have to to figure out in this modern era. And I would like to say just shut them all off, but it doesn't really work that way. Um, at least it doesn't in my household. Like I don't want to cut them off from the the opportunities that come with technology, but at the same time, I don't want them to be consumed by those opportunities and just think that everything is easy. And so. Um i'm I'm looking for ways currently to curate, basically content for my kids, and I'm also looking for ways to encourage them to get out of the house and to do things in real life, whether that be you know playing outside, um, just a normal everyday play, or um, building things, working with their hands, making stuff in the kitchen, just engaging with the world around them, and also just the the benefits of being bored. There is something about being bored, which is really, really good for your brain because it forces that your brain to grow. It forces you to come up with something to do. And oftentimes, great discoveries, great thought processes, great musings happen when you're bored because your brain is free <laughs> from the normal clutter of having to do something. And that may mean that, you know, one, you go do a chore. In my house growing up, it was always that. Uh, if you say you're bored, that means you have nothing to do and I have a chore for you. But it also allows you to notice things you may not have noticed, right? The clouds floating by, the structure of leaves, um, the actions of animals around you, the, you know, just playing with the only things, kicking a can, and you begin to, I mean, it doesn't seem like learning, but but it is learning when you're just observing the world around you because you're bored and you've got nothing else to look at, right? Or nothing else to do. So um, that's kind of it for this one. I know it's not really... Particularly pointed somewhere, there's not a particular information I'm trying to give you, um, which is kind of a thought process of be aware of what you're doing, what your kids are doing, about what the benefits and detriments of them are, and recognize that we all struggle with the way that technology um, integrates into our life and, and the consequences thereof. So if you like this episode, um, please share with a friend. Like, subscribe, hit the buttons, do the things, click the stars, leave a review. If you would like to, and please share with a friend. Um, I hope to grow this channel, obviously, and this podcast, and and see more and more people come in and hopefully join a larger community. Go check out our website, youjustgothomeschooled.com, and our Instagram, which is homeschooledpodcast. Have a great day.